2: Get into it. Do you prefer Shatora Marshall or LaDorn?
0: Uh, LaDorn. for Business is always LaDorn, yeah. Okay,
2: gotcha. <laughs> you said something last week, and I was like, I think it was the one about destination.
0: Oh, I said, choose your company based on your destination.
2: Right, right. So what did you mean by that?
0: That's definitely one to unpack. So, um, you know, the, the more I had been sitting thinking, um, You know, as far as who I surround myself with, and I don't surround myself with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I know that, especially this day and age, you have to surround yourself with with people in order to grow. And the few that I do connect with, we're all about growth and we're all about the growth mindset. And uh, sometimes it's actually even difficult to be around people that aren't in a growth mindset when you're so used to like us, you know, being in BU or when every one of your friends has a business. Right. Once you're around that, that one friend that, that doesn't, or isn't even working on one or isn't working on self-development, it's like,
1: uh,
0: you know, it's, it's a little draining sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, so where is that medium? Because yes, I'm still friends with people that aren't in that mindset and, you know, we're still cool. We're good. Um, our time is limited because we don't have as much to talk about, but I also said that I need to put myself out there a little bit more and really connect with more people, especially since I've moved from state to state to state and um, just really have that home base of good connections, uh, you know, with all of us, everyone's spread apart. So, you know, I have friends here and, uh, Maryland and Virginia and <laughs> California and just everywhere else right. so just just having that home base of friends and I was like gosh I feel like I'm in third grade again how do I go make friends <laughs> and you, you know if it's not a networking event that's of benefit to me I don't really go to them mm-hmm. and I was thinking to myself
2: are you how, slapping what, yourself over there? <laughs> no <Sorry. laughs>
0: Uh, you're probably here. I'm going over these little bumps.
2: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> gotcha.
1: And
0: so I I figured the best way for me to make friends was to choose friends based on where I'm going. Mm. And, you know, you you hear things similar to that all the time, uh, the company you keep and just things like that. And so I my thought was, if this is where I'm trying to go, um, not even so much for any sort of gain, but just people that are headed in that direction. Right. Um, because if I'm looking to make a million dollars, and I have friends that are not looking to make money at all, then mm-hmm. what good does that do me? But even if I have friends that are cool with making a hundred thousand, yeah, and that's that's where their comfort level is, and they're trying to get there. Then that might still not be my crowd while we'll get along because we're all in that mind frame and on that wavelength the ones that are after a million have a certain level of hunger and a certain etiquette to themselves that I'm actually looking for okay on a on a pure genuine level
2: gotcha so I I guess in saying that you're not saying I guess you're not necessarily worried about playing Good guy or good cop, bad cop. You're just you're more worried about making sure that you're looking out for yourself, and you're not trying to right. self sabotage. Or I'm I'm not trying right. to put words in your mouth,
0: right? Like the the married guy that has nothing but single friends. It's like mm. how how far are you really gonna go? Right. What advices are you really getting that are of benefit to your current situation?
2: Right. It's so, like, hey, man, just leave her. Just come hang out with us. <laughs> come right. be fun again. Right. That's funny. So it's like with all the moving that you've been doing, is it always been work related or were you military in the past?
0: No, it's it's all been work related, different assignments that I've been on. And I've met some amazing people, you know, mm-hmm. on every assignment. I've met some extremely amazing people and made great connections with them, but still some are you know riding that wave and some Mm. are just they're just good people to talk to
2: right is it ever do you ever feel like it's hard to ride the wave of like you're just you're trying to just level up level up level up or is that anything that you struggle with it
0: gets draining at times and that's when you have to sit back and understand that while the grind is every day, the grind is also in the small things.
1: Mm.
0: You know, the grind is in raising your kids. The grind is in cooking dinner. The grind
2: is—it's still
0: within all of those small things, even though the big things matter. Getting those speaking engagements still matters. Gotcha. And putting out the book matters, <laughs> and making sure that I'm up with the the three a.m. or four a.m. club—it still matters. Right. But it's, as long as those small things compile and add up to the big things, then it's still all good.
2: Are you still doing speaking engagements?
0: I do, I do. I My goal before was to get one every month. And mm-hmm. then when I transitioned into the position I'm in now, um, when you're in cor- corporate training, that's a little more difficult because everything is either on the weekend or when there's retreats going on with the company those are on the weekend things like that so i've had gotcha. to scale back on it but still um, whenever i'm i'm asked to speak mm-hmm. i need to speak <laughs> uh, i try my best to be there
2: gotcha how long you been speaking
0: oh i've been speaking now for well I've been speaking a very long time. Professionally, though, like really um, going for it and putting my all into it, mm-hmm. I'd say for the last six years. Okay, is that right? Twenty thirteen. So yeah, right around yeah, six yeah. years.
2: So I guess what like what got you started into speaking, or why did you choose that?
0: Well, that's a long backstory. So <laughs> <good> <laughs> long story short, when I was younger, all like my life consisted of was music. I love to sing. I love to produce music. That was my core. That was my life. Um, One of the actually one of my greatest speeches, I would say, are about that whole journey and, um, you know, looking for record labels and being part of a singing group and all of that. And um, when it came down to us being able to go on tour, we were called by Arista records to do a demo. And it was $250, and $250 is nothing, right? But at 14, 250 was like crazy, and I had already lied about my age <laughs> to work at Pizza Hut, and <laughs> like I was maxed out my my check for two weeks. May yeah. have been you know 150, 200 bucks. So, um, in the time frame that it would have took to get the money. didn't have it and so i actually have a mixtape tattooed on my chest the cassette tape Mm -hmm. and it's to remind me to never be in a position to where um i didn't achieve whatever i was trying to achieve because of what i didn't know like i didn't know i could go and hustle up the money other ways other than going to work a job you know right I didn't know, okay, there are loans and things out there. I'd never want to go for a loan, but I didn't even know that they were out there. Right. Um, I didn't know about investors. I didn't know about creating you know, a product. I didn't know any of that. And so my promise to myself with that mixtape was to never lose my dream over something that I didn't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so um, in speaking that story, more and more people wanted to hear it. And then I would also sit back and say, God, why did, why else am I here? You know, if it's not music, what else is it that I'm here for? And I would always give good advice to my friends. And one of my friends was like, you know, you should go to Toastmasters and just, you know, work on some of the speaking and stuff like that, that you already do. So I went to Toastmasters and from there it's kind of all, all she wrote. People would start asking me to come and speak here, come and speak there. And then um, <laughs> when I when I got into another group, it was like, Oh, you could drop all that and do what you do. <laughs> 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 so it just it snowballed and
2: I'm
0: gotcha for it. So
2: long story short, not so short. <laughs> gotcha. Well I mean I, I guess that's why you do the, the uh the podcast thing because it's like you sometimes you want to hear the, the long story and it's like it's sometimes I, I i like listening to things in the long form because then you don't have to feel so rushed
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: but i'm glad that you mentioned toastmasters because i i happened to join it too also back in 2014 mm-hmm. because um two people from work had mentioned it to me and i went and checked it out and i was like wow this is really different where people encourage you to speak and then they kind of reinforce your good and your your bad habits or your no i said that wrong <laughs> <laughs> they, they make incur- you
0: aware of your your bad habits and reinforce right right your good. i got right
2: you. <laughs> right so then i guess for you was it like when you went to toastmasters was it like a whole new experience for you and then once you left it did you feel comfortable dropping what you'd learned or
0: It was it was more so Toastmasters really taught me how to put a speech together I already knew how but how to really really tell a story and Mm. speaking with your body and things like that which um, When it came to personality and body language and all of that that was already stuff that I had been studying and had a lot of personal experience with but um, Evoking emotion the way that I would in a normal speech Versus mm-hmm. being able to do that on a truly international level. So learning how to speak to different cultures all in one room is mm-hmm. what I mainly got from Toastmasters. And really being able to speak to that same group, but do it my way, yeah, was what I learned after the fact.
1: Okay. And
0: so whenever you go to a Toastmasters meeting, there, there is, there's a certain etiquette to how you speak.
1: Right, and right
0: saying things this way, turning them that way, but I had some really great mentors in Toastmasters that were just like, you've got it, and you know, run, 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 <laughs> run far, run fast.
1: That's uh, I awesome. went for
0: the, the World Championship of Public Speaking, uh, made, it, made it pretty far, so I was excited about that, and it just showed me what I could do, and it gave me that extra boost of confidence Mm -hmm. And so when I would go to do speaking engagements, I'd be able to bring my speech there and Mm. get the free opinion or somewhere free. You have your, your annual membership, but I could, I could go and bounce off ideas or if I'm training at work, I could go bounce off ideas there and, you know, do different icebreakers there. So it was very good for the small, small fundamentals, Mm -hmm. but you just, you have to learn how to put your own sauce on it. Cause if you go there and you think that they're going to teach you everything there is to know about public speaking, right. then you're going to find out that they're really teaching you how to be
1: a leader.
2: They're teaching you how to be a what? A leader. Okay. Right. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That makes sense. I guess for, I, well, first of all, I congratulate on, on not only starting, but getting all the way to the, um, uh, the competition rounds and, and doing well because mm-hmm. um, not everybody makes it. And I guess a lot of people tend to get discouraged a little bit just from like that fear of public speaking. Right. But it's, it's good that you did that. And um,
0: I
1: appreciate it. Thank
2: you. You're, you're welcome. I guess that, that just goes and it, it points to how like you made the transition from like, using your gift in singing to being able to speak and be an an orator and mm-hmm. then just kind of you just kept building on that muscle and i guess that makes sense as to what you do now for work where it's um what is it exactly
0: i'm the training facilitator at instacart
2: okay got you
1: mm-hmm. and,
2: and i guess in in training do you focus a lot of, on communication or or what's your like what are some of the things you like to highlight Yes,
0: I, I do. Um, the soft skills, um, your your people skills, being able to understand who you're talking to. Um, and once you understand people and you understand how they do what they do, why they do what they do,
1: mm-hmm. uh, it
0: makes it that much easier to really be able to relate to somebody and show that certain level of empathy and things that you need in order to have a successful conversation. Mm-hmm. And that bleeds over into other
1: areas in life just gotcha. the same. So.
2: Right. That's a great point. And I guess it it goes without saying, just um, you doing that, not only at work, at home, professionally, it kind of just continues, it's continued to build you up as a a person. Because I remember, I met you, I think it was two years ago. And I just reached out for uh, just some coaching advice on preparing for an exam. And very quickly, you told me it's like, okay, let's let's really take a look at your time and let's try to look at what you're trying to do and like put some metrics on that so we can actually measure what you're trying to achieve. And that that like walking through that process really put it into focus because um, for myself, a lot of times it's like you, you can, I can know how to do something, but then unless I actually sit down and give it the attention to say, I need to do this by this time and actually meet that goal, be able to check it off. Then, mm-hmm. unless I do that, it more than likely won't get done, or I can kind of just put it off to the side and just dismiss it. Right. Right.
0: That's, and that's it. That's with everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, some things we put at the forefront of our minds, and mm-hmm. some things get pushed to the back burner and even things that seem really important and the things that we feel like we've got to get done there's always that one thing that needs to get done before that thing gets done <laughs> <laughs> and by by the time you're done it's you know now 9:30 in the evening and you've done nothing
2: <laughs> yeah and i i know earlier you also mentioned about um having the, a tattoo of the mixtape to kind of remind yourself never to, um, be in a position of lack. Is that something that you use to drive you like in your everyday when you go into the office and maybe somebody's acting out or you really like, you maybe have one of those days where you don't feel like being there.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like from, from the day that that happened, Mm -hmm. um, when I say music was my life, it it was like eat, sleep, breathe music. And um, I felt like nothing had ever hurt me more than that.
1: Mm.
0: And so nothing could ever hurt me more than that. Gotcha. And that gave me a certain level of drive to always want to keep going, but to also be patient and make mm. sure that I do things right. Um, And so now, as it relates to if I'm going into the office or if I'm going into any office and training anybody, it's did I leave here with everyone in this room floating on a new wave? Did I get a chance or did I get the opportunity to put it all out there to where I know that I gave my all and I invited people to give their all back Uh, most most of the things that i go and train on are about personality Mm. and nothing beats personality you can't beat your personality (laughs) you know it just kind (laughs) of is what it is yeah and and if you're given a hundred percent your personality shines through the true you shines through and you'll you'll continue to put your all into the work it it doesn't do me any good to go and train somebody on something that their heart isn't invested in. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't think their heart was invested in it before, then yeah. I did my job by making sure their heart wasn't invested in it after I taught them what they, they needed to know.
2: Gotcha. So when, when you're training somebody like, do you try to have like a heart to heart with them or kind of just scope them out from a distance to see like, okay, this person's here for, this seriously, you're like this person. It's like this isn't gonna work out with this with this other person.
0: Well, that part actually comes very easy to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in this last, we call them waves, but in this last class, um, I had an opportunity to kind of get everybody up, get them moving around, and we discussed personality a bit. And I read them. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at reading people. And just over the years, I've been able to to develop that and and work that muscle as well. And so um, of the 15 people that were in my class, I went through and, you know, within 30 seconds of the small conversations, I was able to go and read everybody. And they were so amazed. (laughs) They had the whole company talking about it the rest of the day uh, because... I do, I put my heart into it and I paid that much attention. Right. That was, but it was also very fulfilling. It was rewarding Mm. (laughs) to know that they, that they took it. And I even had a couple of people crying. So, um, a job well done. Nice. Um, And for, for me, that's what really matters.
2: Gotcha. That's, that's great to hear. It's, it's, great to hear um great i mean that's great to hear coming from you but also knowing you for a little bit of time it, it makes sense as to why you're always happy it's not necessarily <laughs> that like you're having to just put on to put on mm-hmm. or just like carry on with life but it's actually knowing that you're doing something that matters and also understanding that you invested the time into it and you've realize more of what you want right
1: right
2: that's awesome and when you have
0: that's taken a long time (laughs) got
2: you you said would you say more than the six years you mentioned since you started speaking or
0: oh yeah absolutely gotcha that that has come from you know just learning life Uh, Mm -hmm. i've I was an only child, but Mm -hmm. I had all of my, my cousins and my aunts and my uncles. And so you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that I was an only child. Gotcha. Um, And I did a lot of people watching, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, looking at what makes sense and what doesn't make sense and why did this work and why didn't it work? And so I think I've been building that up over the years, but Mm -hmm. it's finally gotten to a place where. I'm able to put it out in the world and it actually makes some sense. (laughs) It makes some sense to other people when to me it's like, oh yeah, this is that, or this is why that is. And and for other people, it it connects dots. And I think that's healing.
2: So I guess for you, since you're able to work as a, as a trainer and I guess you'd Mm -hmm. say like a management trainer, is is that the right Mm -hmm. term? So Mm -hmm. since since you're able to work in that arena, and then you're also able to um, speak on the side. So I guess a lot of people I've come across that are in the entrepreneurial space, they Mm -hmm. have like this negative outlook on quote unquote corporate work or when it's working for somebody else. Right. Because it's like, I don't want to work for the man. I want to go work on my own. And I don't want anybody telling me what to do. But it seems like you've been able to strike a good balance of working for someone or working with someone that maximizes your talents while you can use the same talents or something different where it's speaking directly to people on your Mm -hmm. own time.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like where I'm at now, the company is, it's one of those companies that allows you to be you. And mm-hmm. they truly, truly, it's not like other companies where they say, yes, we want you to be you and bring yourself to the table. And and they don't really mean that. It's more follow our protocol.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because it's like that, I'm able to be there. Otherwise, I would just quit again. Gotcha.
2: <laughs> right? So, so um, that, that always hasn't been the case for you in the past?
0: Oh, right, right. And then it's like you quit and you grind that much harder working mm-hmm. for yourself. Right. Um, for me, it's. It's easier to have the the steady job as well, mm-hmm. because um, like with kids and things like that, for my particular situation, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, have I done it without it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, but it's a little bit harder. And the investment that I want to make into my kids as far as the time,
1: mm-hmm. I don't
0: have that when I'm doing it just solely as an entrepreneur but my plan is to make that happen again Mm -hmm. but i have i have no issues with doing both as long as i'm truly doing what i love and i'm still able to use my talents and put it into what i do be it corporate or entrepreneurial
2: let me ask you this if i can phrase it correctly
0: and i'm about to grab my food too so hopefully it doesn't get too loud
2: okay no you're fine what's a misconception that people have had of you in the past like as you've come into the role that you're in now, or as you're kind of on your way,
0: I don't really listen. I think the biggest mis- misconception is that because I've tried a lot of things and I've tried to to do different things, mm-hmm. um, I think the misconception is that you know I was just oh chasing the next thing when really it was more so of I did this to do that. I can pinpoint everything that led me to the next thing. Right? Okay. Um, So while I may have been doing one steady thing, Mm
1: -hmm. I was
0: trying everything. So when I was doing insurance, Mm -hmm. I was still trying everything else because I'd like to have those different experiences under my belt. And how can you talk about something that you've not been in?
1: Right,
0: right. And so for me to to go out and speak and talk about the corporate ladder and how to climb it and I've not done it before is useless Um, to understand how to to have those people skills and talk to people in different settings. If I've not done it, how am I supposed to do it? How am I supposed to say that I'm able to talk to, you know, the rock star, but at the same time, I'm able to talk to the doctor. So I have to put myself in those positions in order to
1: know what the hell I'm really talking about.